The views expressed in this interview are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of the U.S. government, the Department of Defense, the U.S. Navy, or the Naval Postgraduate School. Welcome to the Trident Room, brewer of stout conversation, unfiltered and on tap. On today's episode, senior producer Sarah Dixon sits down with the Love Shack's Chef Love Day. Well, 23 years, every year there's a new cohort of students that come in. I know our faculty rotate out. I mean, to me, just understanding 23 years of service in the military, just how many generations of officers and people you've encountered and you've served in your 23 years here at MPS. Like, I can't even imagine. All four services, all of our international students, essentially the Love Shack and your legacy has carried over through generations mm-hmm. and I hope it continues you know I well. hope so too yeah. because uh, we do have a huge large of uh, student coming in PS never had it before we have so homeland security is very very large for homeland security we have love we got a police station we got a fire department we've got I mean we you name it now just sending people here to school from different not strictly military from the outside of military as those Sanity. Those people also been always, you know, known about what cafe and love shack. And there's a group of uh, homeland security. They come twice a year, and they always come and look for me. And uh, so they always bribe about the food I made for them, you know. And they always tell me thank you for everything I do. To me, that's a, uh, it's a big. It's, it it. I don't say it's a big plus for me, but it's a big plus. My team and I, we do, because, you know, I I put my heart into it. But to go back to the Love Shack, and and there's a couple things I would like to share with you, and I don't tell that to a lot of people. And uh, during the war in uh, uh, Iraq war, after 9-11, and uh, we have a huge transition of students move around, they got to leave. So I had this one officer, uh, I couldn't remember his name. I, I see so many people, I can't remember the name no more. You know, I always called him, he always served him, you know. And uh, so uh, he was always at the cafe, always got a breakfast burrito. He loved breakfast burrito. But before that started, the student came to me and said, Chef, why you don't make a breakfast burrito here? Because <laughs> we go in town, we find breakfast burrito, we find it raise over. So that come from student. They asked me to make something for them. I'm not here to make things on my own to give it to them. If they ask me something, I can provide it. Yes, I will make it because it's it's a demand. But the burrito story, after I started, the burrito story went with Iraq War. Wow. So uh, when we closed this base down, nobody will have access. Okay, and it was only me and the executive chef. Very little people, a little bit of people come to work. So, uh, and then we started the cafes, you know, get along, moving again. He came to me, told me, he says, he says, chef, he says, uh, he says, I'm leaving and uh, I'm going to Iraq. I says, sir, just be careful and give your wife and your kid a hug and I will pray for all of you. And I told him that. And he, I said, just, Thank you for what you're doing, for you doing. He turned around, look at me, he says, Chef, he said, thank you for what you're doing for us. 
So he left. Didn't hear from him. So the guy, another guy, a gentleman came from Iraq. He was like, I don't know if he was a release of him or whatever, but he came from Iraq. When he went over there in the battlefield, he told people over there about the love shack. <laughs> and he told people about the breakfast burrito. About how he asked for one, and then you, in return, started making breakfast burritos yeah. for the students. Okay, how good it is. So he tells you that Café del Monte's story and myself is went everywhere in the world already. So this guy came here, MPS, arrived here, came to the cafe, and one of my staff came and said, Chef, says, there's a customer who wants like, to talk to you. I said, okay. I said, what's going on? Was something is wrong? And uh, they said, no. And uh, I said, he's mad? No. He just want, he insists he wanted to talk to you. I said, okay, so I'll, be, I'll be out there. So I'll get out, and I went back there. He was a tall man, okay, a tall black guy, nice guy, okay, and buff. <laughs> I'm looking at him, I'm like, I think he, he probably was a Marine, probably, but he was he didn't have the uniform on. I okay, couldn't tell. So just this really big he, male he, officer. Yeah. And then I come to find out after that he was a Marine. So, and then uh, he came to me and says, he says, I said, well, I said, sir, can I help you? Or what's, you know? Something is wrong. He turned around. He looked at me. He's looking me down like that. Of course, <laughs> he says, "He says there's nothing wrong." He told me the story about the breakfast burrito. What happened oh, the in the story of the breakfast burrito in uh, Iraq, and he's coming back here. He was told he need when he get here in MPS because he knew he's coming. He was told you have to go to the shack. You have to get a breakfast burrito. I turn around. I turn around. I say, "Well, sir, I would." buy you a breakfast burrito. He told me, no, I cannot accept that. Okay. I said, sir, in my power, yes, you will. You're not paying for it. I'm buying it. But I can understand why, because military is not supposed to take anything free or whatever it is. But that's, it's over there. I, had, I went inside and I grabbed a breakfast burrito, which was a bacon. I went back and I said, yeah, there's a breakfast burrito. We like to eat. happy. I said, no, you're not. <laughs> I see. I want you to enjoy it, and then I'll see you down the road. You know, after that, we came very good friend. We came to try the body. Sometimes you see me. Say, I buy you beer. <laughs> you know, sing it with you. So that's those things I create with with people, as military, you know, or anybody else. It's a service. The word went out. He came back. I'm like, I'm gonna keep on serving him. So. Okay. Go back to the second story, and then I would fish with that as to ask another question. And I was always grilling out there at the cafe, the shack, all the time. Every time they come by and they smell it, they see me out there, you know, I cut a little piece, I can make them taste it, and I'll be back. You know, they always come back. <laughs> so I had this professor, actually, he's still here, and he always traveled back and forth to New Orleans. He told me, he says, hey, so you only make some good grill, good barbecue over there, good ribs, and that, that. He says, well, when I had yours, it's just really, really good. He said, when I went back, I was telling people over there how great the ribs is good at the Love Shack, the Love, Love Shack. Shack. So uh, they didn't believe him. <laughs> so he bought two rack of ribs from me that day he was flying that night. Oh, wow. He finished teach, and he bought it. He made me wrap it really good, plastic and foil. New Orleans. He came back, he told me, he says, 
I told them about it. They didn't believe me. He says, oh, my God. He says, they were ready to just eat their fingers because that's how good <laughs> they say it was. You know? He said, but I told them that. You know? And so my ribs travel yes, across. Go back to the burrito. As a student, have to leave here and go. I don't remember which state he had to go for his next duty station. He was leaving that afternoon. He ordered 12 burritos from me, <laughs> six bacon and six sausage. And I said, where are you going? He told me where he was going. He probably was going to Norfolk, probably. Okay. And I said, it's, not, it's going to be cold. He said, no, it's not. He says, I got a nice little cooler. He said, wrap it really good for me. I'm going to put it in there. He said, I'm, going to, I'm flying. I'm going to get there tomorrow morning. And he says, it'll be good. He texts me. He asked me for it. He texts me. He says, chef, the burrito is still hot. <laughs> Is that a great story? That is a great story. You know, but that's the love shack. I, I have I, I have frequented the breakfast burrito line and had, had my share of breakfast burritos. And I can't say that I think I love them even more now. Knowing like the origin story that the Love Shack's breakfast burrito started at the request of a student hmm. back in... 2001, 2002? Uh, no, we opened the shack in 2004. 2004. Okay, 2004, we opened okay. the shack. So 2004. Yeah, that's, that's quite the legacy of a breakfast burrito. Yes. I signed it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Gosh, that's, yeah. Really, that's really awesome. As a um, somebody who also loves to cook, and I would say I'm more of a baker, I'm more of a pastry chef than um, even though I do love to host friends and family and cook. Mm -hmm. I grew up where where food was a love language, where you shared your love mm -hmm. with the people around you through the food you make. And so, um, you know, kind of asking as your journey as a chef, what was one of the, the, the biggest obstacles um, through your career on, you know, you had this idea of a flavor or a food or a dish you wanted to make and you struggled with it, or was there just um, because you're from the Seychelles and coming to America and getting into the chef community here in the U.S., like what was the biggest challenge throughout your career that you think you faced and overcame? My biggest challenge, I didn't, I didn't believe, I didn't believe in myself and for me to, push that challenge out to to the public, or I would say, and I, I might get uh, a no, it's no good, or whatever it is. That was my biggest worry and stuff. How I can do this? How I can make those things happen? How I can make people believe what I can provide to you, okay? But, and I'm always go back, listen to what my dad used to say, Continue, continue, do what you like to do or what you want to do, you will be successful. You're going to see this door close in front of you. Don't let that stop you. Keep on pushing that door back open. You will, be, you will be successful no matter what you do, either cooking or whatever. Because I grew up in a restaurant business. My parents had a bar business, you know, a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And uh, so and that's always bring that back to my mind, you know, Tupsi. Don't let that stop. I think, I think that's yeah. a beautiful lesson. Go back again to the smile when I when I when I talk to someone about the food, or or even no food involved, 
And uh, it's, it's the smile I have, which people tell me, you always bring everything together because of that. Service with a smile. So it's a... Uh, I think that's a beautiful challenge, and it's a great lesson for not just being a chef, but arguably any any person's career. A uh, biggest obstacle could be yourself or your your own belief in yourself that you can overcome those, mm -hmm. those obstacles and do the things you want to do and enjoy doing. Yeah, because I've been to a few conferences. You know, uh, I was married before and stuff like that, and so then. Uh, we were involved in some network marketing business. Okay, I was still working, but I was involved in that doing this things like side business. And then I was, we were going to those uh, conference, you know, like two, two times a year, three times a year. You know, those. That's another thing it pushes you into to open your door also, because you are there. They tell you that it, don't accept no. Don't. The more they say no to you, the more. You just, you run you down. You, you just like, you don't want to do it because if you find something you really love, you want to do, and people want to tell you no, they're stealing that gold from you. Mm -hmm. They say that in those conferences I've been many, many times, they repeat it over and over. I say, don't let that happen to anybody, to any of you here in this room. Force it, make it happen. Because they want that gold from you. That's why they keep on, no, 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 no. And that's one of the things with the food I, you know, so it's, I did. It's, and I'm always, when I cook, especially here at the cafe, okay, I always make the customer, if they come by, make them taste it. <laughs> because to me, it's something for them to realize I'm not just coming here to buy it without me to know what I'm buying. So... That's, I think that's a great lesson. I know, I know I'll know. i definitely have to remember that and take that away. Because uh, my, my husband likes to remind me sometimes that sometimes I'm my biggest critic. And what everybody else sees is, is beautiful, uh, I see is just like the disaster or the mess that I, I made to, to, to achieve it. So, so be believing in yourself and not, mm -hmm. and not accepting a no. Mm -hmm. Um, to, to somebody yep. else taking your dream. Yep. Beautiful lessons. Yep. Thank you so, for sharing. You're welcome. But uh, I got a text message this morning uh, from uh, someone up DLI. It's a new a new command. You know, I knew the guy left, mm -hmm. and I was I'm a good friend with him. So he, and then the other one came on board. He'd been introduced. Brought him down here and introduced him to me, and uh, we were up in the tower room. So, uh, and uh, we were talking, I said, well, this is sir, I said, you know, I said, I said, nice to meet you and him and his wife, a nice couple. And uh, the CEO of the up there was with him because I know him and his wife too. And uh, we were talking about that and uh, the CEO said, oh, I heard you can retire. I said, yes, I am. I said, well, that's those days, you know, I said. And uh, so I thought it was maybe a joke and stuff like that, but I don't think it was. I think it was, I, I kind of answered yes, but you know, I'm like, I didn't pursue. So then, uh, as we were talking that day, that weekend, that Friday night, and obviously the Cork and Focus was August, mm -hmm. that last one I just did, mm -hmm. and the ticket was sold out. And I want them to go, you know, and we couldn't get the ticket. So I worked so hard to make it happen, to brought him and his wife on board 
for that. Okay, and I did. Okay, wow. as we were talking, I did love everything I did. To have the food, and it was a sit-down pairing actually at the Love Chateau. Oh wow! Yes, that's wonderful. Yes, if you want to see pictures and stuff like that, I would like to you can contact our marketing. Uh, yeah, they got a lot of pictures of me. If you want pictures of me, a picture of the food and stuff like that, they have it. Perfect. Okay, so uh, I got them in. They got it. They love it so. As we were talking and stuff like that, I said, yeah, you're going to retire in this time. He says, he says uh, uh, would you like to have uh, color guard? Yes. Yeah. So he sent me a text this morning. He says, I didn't think he was working on, he was working on that, but apparently he was. He says, he been approved for your retirement for color guard at 1500, 31st of August at the quarter day. So I would like you to let me know. We can pass it down to the leader. I mean, the guy's going to be we can set a time to get practice and to make that happen. Nobody knows that. I'm in shock. <laughs> Did I deserve wow. guard? Yes, you do. He told me that because he says you deserve guard, Even if you didn't serve as in the uniform, you still serve us. So you deserve the guard. Color guard is not only for military. It can be only for civilian also. It depends how long they serve in, in, in that government. I'm just like, come on, go ahead. <laughs> so I answered back this morning. I was like, yes, go ahead. So hopefully everything goes well, and then they contact me. We've got to come back up here and practice on Everett. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just sharing that with you, and uh, nobody knows. And uh, either my boss or anybody else, I don't know, maybe the CEO of the BC might be, he probably will. And uh, he's going to be there. And uh, but uh, no, apparently nobody else is going to know, and it will be everybody going to say, "Why is getting college?" <laughs> yes. My students love me. <laughs> we do. They all love me, and I love all of them. They're amazing. My sadness at MPS—it's them. That's my biggest sadness. To to leave the students. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Do you have any big plans for retirement? Uh, no, not yet. And uh, I want to relax, rest as much as I can. And then I'm going to uh, focus into, you know, back at work again. I'm not going to just sit in. I can't sit down. And, I'm, you know, I'm planning to probably go back in the wine industry. Because I'm a kind of little bit, a very small Somalia. You didn't know that. Oh, you do? <laughs> So, uh, and I want to probably go back and maybe learn a bit more. I don't want to go through those Somalia stuff, but I want to just do the, what little I know right now is a little Somalia. I just want to go a little bit more. That's all. So you want to go back and learn more yes. about wine yeah. and being a Somalia. So uh, that's in the back of my mind. I'm thinking about that for me to do also to see if I can continue that because I love to pair the food and wine together. So I'm out of this big meal stuff. I'm out of that. Everything is small because every chef I've been work around with, they, they tell me, says, nowadays it's all about small bite. Yes. You know, people can get full in a small bite if you have four, five, six course, lose bite. Yes. They say, sit down and have a big fancy meal. It's over wine. You can't talk. You just <laughs> little bite. You can walk around. You can talk. You can make conversation. You know, so those are a little, little chef tell me that. So that's my thing I've been focused also into. That's why Cork and Fork is kind of successful a lot of ways because of that. Wow. Small little bite. That's 
That sounds wonderful. I'm yeah. sure your future education, more so with wine, is going to make cork and forks even more fantastic of an mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's been a long journey, you know, here in Monterey, and uh, especially with MPS. I didn't expect I can do what I did today, you know, and uh, to with little education I have. Okay, and I look at a lot of people with a large amount of education, and not a, a lot, you know, but and they don't use it. But then you see people with a little education, you kind of go over them, past them, because we want to know more. We want to learn more. We want to make things better compared to a lot of people. To uh, education is really good. Little or more, whatever it is, it's education. Yes. You know, any career you get in, you do whatever you do, it's all education. Sit down and talk to you, talk to me. It's an education. Completely agree. So, so that's what. I feel that's what I like to always expose that to everybody, make them understand. We need to make life better. We need to love each other. We need to care to each other. We need to help each other any time, any way we could to do it. And just let make it happen. Don't let that door close in your face all the time. Open it. Don't let that door close in your face all the time. It was a beautiful day today, you know. It's my birthday today, you know that. You mentioned that. <laughs> I wish you a happy birthday, and I I thank you very much for you know. spending, well, arguably the almost the past hour with me and having a conversation um, while on your birthday and clearly on a day off. I I hope that this conversation continues to be shared amongst the students. Please, and I I will I will sh the Trident Room podcast gets is a public podcast, so anybody can listen to it. So is there is there any last any last things or stories you'd like to tell and share either with me or our listeners? Everything I did in my career and I I never regret it. I never did. Okay. I'm always, you know, me. Probably what I do, either good or bad. Okay. This career, it's with military the military people here make my life the best of the best. It's a true statement. It's uh it's a very it's a very difficult thing for me to talk about. It is it's uh it's I don't know how how much thank you I can tell all of you guys. How much I it is it's it's so big. It's huge. It's huge for my heart. It's huge, 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 huge. I don't know how I can explain. I don't know how I can make the world understand and hear my voice to feel what I said about our military. And I want that to be out there. I want people to hear it. I want people to see it. I want people to think about a lot of things in life before we misjudge people. Okay? But who comes first in our world is our men and women. There's nobody else. We're here to do everything we could. Be strong with them, support them, and give them all the love we could. That's what we're here, and that's what I'm here. 
And I want people to really see and hear me when I say things like that. Don't ask me questions, just listen and think about it. With my accent, probably sometimes people probably misunderstood the way I say things. It's okay, <laughs> but it's very, very important. It's, those things is very, very touchy to me when I look at that, you know, how we mistreat our men and women. We should not never do that. We need to keep them up in the plateau. That's what they deserve it. Well, you certainly have taken care of us so, here at NPS for the past 23 years. And, uh, so thank you very much. And it's, uh, you're welcome. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing you did, you did for me today. And uh, it's to ask me this question, to pass it around. And I think they need, a lot of people need to know they don't get a chance to talk to me. I love to talk. You know, there's a lot of things I can tell you. You know, but uh, I really appreciate everything from you, everything, you know. And this, hopefully, it will open somebody's eye and mind and, and think about what I say. So, thank you and thank you and thank you. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Okay. Your, I wish I can miss your husband someday if he come up here. But no. if he comes up here, I will. I will try to find. Hopefully, Corbin Forks is back. Yeah, on. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be around. I'm not gonna go nowhere. I'm gonna be always coming and check in, check that because this is. I can't just walk away and leave this place. No, I'm just gonna be. Okay, <laughs> so I am. No. Yes. Okay. So, any question? No. No. I wish you the best of luck in your retirement, and I look forward okay. to continuing to. Follow the story of Chef Love Day as you go through your wine sommelier training and pork and forks and your tastings. Thank you again. Thanks for joining us in the Trident Room. For more information about today's guests and topics, please visit the show notes. The Trident Room podcast has been brought to you by the Naval Postgraduate School Alumni Association and Foundation. For questions, comments, and suggestions, please email us at tridentroompodcasthost at nps.edu and find us online at nps.edu slash tridentroompodcast.